Yo, Eagles Nation, stand up. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? <laughs> Looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Facts. I need help deciding which one is worse in the present climate. The guy or gal that wears a coronavirus mask uh, solo in their vehicle or the guy or gal that refuses to wear one in public. It, it, like it, it, it's funny observing these differences every day because you have such a land of extremes. And I, I get the cautiousness of the person that wears it in their vehicle. I appreciate it. But at the same time, who the hell are you going to catch it from when you're in a vehicle by yourself? And then you also have the people in public who, Hey, you can't tell me what to do because America, I'm allowed to breathe. Uh, that really don't give a shit and think the 5% of people that are in danger of dying from coronavirus is just natural selection. <laughs> so welcome to 2020, everybody. It's, it's, it's an entertaining and equally frustrating thing to watch. But nonetheless, uh, let's get lost for a little bit in episode 11 of the Grease Pole podcast. You can follow along, as always, on Instagram at Grease Pole Podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Every episode is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes drop every Monday, which is why we are here today. Thank you so much for taking part. Um, episode 11, there's really only one, only one way to go with episode 11. You got you to gotta go with the franchise, Carson Wentz, right? So when kind of thinking about which way to attack this, because there's very few... I tend to be very, even after Super Bowl 52, I tend to be somewhat uh, cynical, I guess, when it comes to the birds. But there's one person in particular that I get like Rain Man about when it comes to defending, and it's Carson Wentz. So here we are. And I kind of had this idea floating around of a Wentz appreciation episode and I had an angle that I wanted to take it in, which we're going to. And then I saw a post last night uh, in, a, in a, you know, a message board or whatever. Which one's better, McNabb or Carson Wentz? And it, it, it took me down an alley because it's always fun in 2020 to read the comments section on anything. It, well, I shouldn't say fun because fun is subjective. It's uh, entertaining and equal parts entertaining and well, probably more so frustrating as fuck, because that's just where people are, hey, display your ignorance in the comments section, everybody. You know, it goes back to the mass conversation <laughs> from a few minutes ago. You know what I mean? Look on, look on any comment section, and people will just blatantly, proudly display for you their ignorance. So it was, as an Eagles fan, it was fun to kind of scroll down and read some of these comments on this post of, hey, which one do you think is better? And... uh the theme of this is going to be something that I have said in the man cave watching many an Eagles games over the past couple of years. 
And that is, and you can feel free to argue with me at Grease Pole Podcast on Instagram. Carson Wentz is the best quarterback in this franchise history. I said it. Four years in, I don't need to see any more. And we'll break this down here in a moment. But just to open up, I want to lob that statement out there. In my opinion, I don't even think it's a debate. He is the best quarterback in Eagles history. Not even close. I'm talking pure talent. Now he does not have the resume yet. Right? Or at least, at least everything. So let's break it down. When you go back to, if I were to say to you, if you ask most people that are Eagles fans, hey, who's the best quarterback in the history of the franchise? the majority of people are going to give you Donovan McNabb. There might be a few that will give you Randall Cunningham. A couple will give you Jaws, depending on the age. You know what I mean? At somebody that's on LSD is going to say Michael Vick. <laughs> but if we're playing family feud here, 97 out of 100 are going Donovan McNabb. And I'm just here to tell you why those 97 out of 100 people in our hypothetical game of family feud are wrong, in my opinion. Now, again, let's, you can only kind of look at this, and it's difficult to, to dissect without the benefit of hindsight, right? Because we already have – McNabb's career is, is said and done. We know, we know what he's done. We know the resume. We know the whole nine, right? Carson Wentz has only played four years. So what – kind of looking back, what jumps out to me when I think of the Donovan McNabb years Personally, I think when you look at those years, the Donovan McNabb era, most of those teams were built around defense, right? You had, except save for the T.O. year in 2004. Not, not the T.O. year when things went off the rails the following year in 2005. The good T.O. year <laughs> when he was crippled and he was the best player on the field in the Super Bowl and Chunky Soup McNabb was throwing up all over the place. That year. All right, that was a fun year. It was the first time in McNabb's career he had a legitimate receiver, and it showed what he could do when you give him more to throw to than fucking Todd Pinkston. But looking back at those Eagles teams, what jumps out to any Eagles fan, in my opinion, should be that Jim Johnson defense. You know, you had guys like Javon Curse, the freak, Corey Simon, the Axeman, Jeremiah Trotter. The GOAT, Weapon X, Brian Dawkins, Michael Lewis at strong safety, Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown at corner. That was a squad, man. That was a squad. Jim Johnson, again, had those boys every year, perennial, one of the best defenses in the league, not even close. You know, you go back and look, the majority, it's not like the Eagles offense was all over the place. You know what I mean? It wasn't what it was two, three years ago in the Super Bowl year. There weren't 30, 40 points being dropped by the first half. There just wasn't. And again, like we just said with the T.O. year, a lot of that is because you look at the receivers that McNabb had through the majority of his career, and you've got guys like Charles Johnson and Torrance Small, Nay Brown, right, James Thrash. Again, Todd Pinkston was arguably his best receiver until T.O. happened, and Todd Pinkston just <laughs> – He'd quit on a route in a heartbeat. You know, remember the one, the go route against the Redskins. He just, he wanted, he, he, not a less than ideal number one 
was Todd Pinkston. You had guys like L.J. Smith at tight end. Come on. I mean, Chad Lewis was cool. Always had a soft spot for him. But this is what McNabb had to work with. Okay, so again, I will give you that it's not it's not ideal in terms of weaponry, but you got to remember the game was played different back then than it is now. And I think that McNabb had – he had a lot of great games here, a lot. But I don't think – McNabb was never able to – he's not the guy that would put, consistently put the team on his back and carry him to a W. He'd do that occasionally. McNabb was damn good, man. I was there, you know, the night that they retired as number five, and he was absolutely deserving of that. You know what I mean? Week three, 2013, Chip Kelly's – 2014, excuse me, Chip Kelly's first year as head coach. Fuck that guy. When Andy Reid left, got fired, signed with KC, Thursday night under the lights, primetime. Andy and the Chiefs come to town to face Chip Kelly and the Birds. It was a loss, but it was cool to see the number five going to the rafters there. It was cool. You know? But I think that you wouldn't see the run that Carson Wentz took this team on this past December. That would have never happened with McNabb, in my opinion. It just wouldn't have. And I get the rules of the game are different. Defense isn't. You're not able to play defense in the way you were then. You know? But you you look at the, you know some of the guys we just named off, Nate Brown, Charles Johnson, Torrance Small, James Thrash. You mean to tell me Greg Ward, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, some of those fucking practice squad guys Wentz was thrown to, you mean to tell me they were any better? No. Wentz put the team on his back, carried him to four wins in December, undefeated, beat Dallas out for the NFC East, got this team into the playoffs. And again, as we've said before, I'm convinced would have beat Seattle had Jadavion Clowney not bounce Wentz's head off the turf like a basketball. And the one kind of area where you can look at McNabb and kind of give him the edge through his first four years, again, given, you know, Carson's only played four years at this point going into year five, Donovan's had four playoff wins in his first four years, including two trips to the NFC title game, three Pro Bowls. Okay, so now – the resume is very similar in terms of rookie year did not make the playoffs either one. And let's not remember while McNabb took the team, took the birds to the playoffs, you know, his next three out of four, his first four seasons, Carson's done the same thing, but there's the injury factor, right? That's why McNabb has playoff wins under his belt. Again, four of them through his first four years, you got to give us give, you know, you got to tip your cat to that. Those, those four straight NFC championship games were a magical ride. You were only able to win one, of course, you know, against Atlanta at home. But it's not – it's kind of like a low-budget Buffalo Bills, right? They made it to four straight Super Bowls. We made it to four NFC title games. But unlike Buffalo, we won one. It was only one. <laughs> one in four in NFC title games in McNabb's career overall. Eventually would uh, shit the bet against Arizona years later in 2009. But he got the four playoff wins under his belt under his first four years, which technically Wentz does not. Now, when you look at Carson in his first four years, and, and, and despite having guys like Fletcher Cox, who's a perennial all-pro level player, you know, a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, spiritual leader of the team, emotional leader of the team, 
remember, this defensive line now is arguably the the strongest point of this team. If you were to say, hey, what's the strength of the Eagles? Probably the defensive line, in all honesty, collectively as a unit. But aside from that, the defense collectively overall is nowhere near what it was in the Jim Johnson era. Nowhere near. And I'm a Jim Schwartz apologist. But this defense is nowhere near the level it was, you know, 20 years ago when McNabb was around. Now, again, you can attribute that to the way the game is played now. Fantasy football has exploded. Gambling is what it is. It's a money thing. So the rules are way more offense-friendly. Way more offense-friendly. But this secondary has collectively, overall, been a damn turnstile for the last decade. You know, if you look at 20 years ago games versus, you know, games now, watching the Eagles play, it, 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 the secondary has been a turnstile in a pass-happy league for basically the, the majority of Wentz's career. And you have to remember as well, Wentz is having to keep pace with opposing teams in a way that McNabb typically didn't have to. Because you could play defense 20 years ago. The defense was loaded. Jim Johnson was a fucking genius. There's a lot of times where Carson's having to play catch-up. You can see he's pressing. He's trying to do too much. Right? He'll check out of a run at the line of scrimmage. He wants to throw the ball. He's trying to catch up. How many times have we seen that happen? You know, this is a guy that would have won league MVP in 2017 before he tore his ACL against the Rams week 14, the Super Bowl year. You know what I mean? He was headed to an MVP that year. I refuse to be convinced otherwise, and I'm part of the crew that believe that if Wentz had stayed healthy, we still would have won the damn Super Bowl. There's just no way we wouldn't have, in my opinion, the way Wentz was playing. Not to take away anything away from Nick Foles. Wentz was ranked the third overall player in the NFL Top 100 Players of 2018. His first four years, he does not have the three Pro Bowls and the four playoff wins as a starter. He's got one Pro Bowl, one second-team All-Pro, both the same year, 2017, the Super Bowl year. Franchise records held by Carson Wentz. Passing yards with 4,039 from this past season. He's the first quarterback in team history to throw for over 4,000 yards in a season. Holds a franchise record for passing touchdowns with 33 in 2017. Most completions in a season, 388 this past year in 2019. Consecutive games with a touchdown pass, 19 and counting. A streak still active entering 2020. 19 and counting. He also holds a team record for season completion percentage with a minimum of six starts with 69.6% in 2018 through 11 games. Lowest interception percentage with a minimum of 11 starts, 1.2% in 2019, where he started all 16 regular season games this past year. Think about that. Now, you have to look at the, again, we're in a pass-happy league now, way more so than when McNabb was there. A lot of bubble screens to Brian Westbrook, things of that nature. Andy Reid was the king of that. Wentz throws the ball, overall for the most part, more downfield than McNabb did. There's still, you know, the jet sweeps and the screens that Doug Peterson has in the offense as well, but you have to look at how pass-happy the league has gotten. Out of all of his attempts last year, 1.2 were interceptions. That is fucking insane. 
That is an incredibly low number. If you look, and again, that's one of my favorite things about Wentz. You, you can knock him for the accuracy, even though he's not as inaccurate as you may think, but he takes care of the football. May not always take care of himself <laughs> the way he should. There's times where he needs to know when to give up on a play, but he takes care of the ball. Again, to only turn the ball over interception rate of 1.2%. When, again, for everybody that wants to knock him, oh, Carson's injured all the time. All he does is get hurt, quote-unquote. He started all 16 games of the regular season last year and only threw an interception 1.2% of all of his passes. Fucking unreal. So anybody that wants to knock on wins, there's your stat to suck on. Now, if you were to look again, First four years, McNabb versus Wentz. Strictly numbers here. Strictly numbers. Donovan McNabb, first four years of his career, threw 1,639 attempts. He put up 9,835 yards passing, 71 touchdowns, 38 picks, with an average completion percentage of 55.8. That's McNabb's first four years. Again, I'll read that again. 1,639 attempts. Put up 9,835 yards passing, 71 touchdowns, 38 picks. Completion percentage rate on average of 55.8 through his first four years. Now juxtapose that to Carson and his career to this point. 2,055 attempts for 14,191 yards, 97 touchdowns, 35 picks with a completion percentage of 63.8. All right, let's look at Carson's numbers again for a second time. 2,055 attempts for 14,191 yards, 97 touchdowns, 35 picks, and a 63.8 completion percentage. Now, I will give you that is – I did the math, and I'm terrible with numbers here, but through four years, Wentz attempted uh, 416 more throws than McNabb. So – it, you could say it makes sense for Wentz's numbers to be inflated or for him to have more passing yards, more, more passing touchdowns than McNabb because he's got basically a whole other season's worth of throws in the same amount of time. But for those of you who say, well, Wentz is injury prone, he's hurt all the time, Through their first four seasons, Donovan McNabb and Carson Wentz have both missed the exact same amount of regular season games, eight. So you have as perfect a sample size to match up as you possibly could. Through their first four seasons, they both missed eight games. So if you're going to slap, you know, the injury-prone label, On Carson Wentz, you have to say McNabb was the same because they've missed the exact same amount of games. Now, you could say, well, McNabb didn't miss any playoff games. No? Okay. Again, but I would argue Wentz is a better quarterback. If you look at that through four seasons, the same amount, exact same amount of games played, Carson essentially has another entire season worth of throws In the same amount of games, Carson is asked to do more. It's not debatable. This isn't an opinion. It's a fact. Carson is asked to do way more than McNabb was, almost out of necessity. Because, again, 
the defense isn't the Jim Johnson era defense. It's not. You've got to keep up with the opposing team the majority of these games. You have to put up points quick, strike fast. An entire other season of throws in the same number of games. That is how this game has progressed. And if you're going to look at the passing yards and say, okay, of course Wentz has more because he's thrown that extra season's worth of throws with 416 more passes than McNabb threw in the same amount of time. If you're going to say, okay, that's the reason he has more passing yards, more touchdowns, okay, sure. He's got less picks. McNabb threw 38. Wentz has thrown 35. And you could say, ah, it's only three. It's only three interceptions. No big deal. Think about what three interceptions is. You, I mean, if, if you think about how crucial one interception is, how much that can swing a game on a dime. One pick. Those three picks matter. You might just look at it as numbers in a column, but you got to think about that's why you have to look at, 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 at the value of what you're seeing. You can't just do box scores. Those three picks that Wentz has are significant. Three lower picks than McNabb. And again, you're throwing in basically five years in his four seasons. Carson is asked to do way more. For all these people that want to knock Carson on his injuries and things of that nature, the guy, you cannot argue the fact that the guy takes care of the ball. You can knock his accuracy sometimes. If you're not going to study film, okay, I'll listen to that guy at the bar that's had one too many. Okay. He'll sail a, a, a screen over the head of Miles Sanders sometimes. Every now and then, yeah, it's frustrating as fuck. But at the same time, I can't tell you how many times that I saw the same play called by Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb would throw it at the feet of Brian Westbrook or Carell Buckholder. It happened. It happens. If you're going to juxtapose the two, I think it, it in terms of pure talent, I'm taking the resume out of it here. Again, you have to kind of, the numbers are there to prove what I'm saying and to just kind of shed a little more light on it. But I think in terms of pure talent, Wentz is far and away better than McNabb, in my opinion. And again, I'm not shitting on McNabb here. I like McNabb. And I respect the hell of what he did. He's the guy that, that he was a quarterback in his team the first time I ever saw, you know, the team I loved more than anything in this world in the Super Bowl. I got nothing but love for McNabb, man. I paid money to see his jersey retired. Love the guy. Wentz is better in terms of pure talent. I, it, he doesn't have the collective resume yet that McNabb does. But unless craziness ensues, Wentz is going to shatter every record that McNabb holds with this team in the franchise record books. It's not even debatable. He's already almost halfway there for the franchise record in yardage. Already almost halfway there for the franchise record in passing touchdowns. In four years. In four years. All these, I mean, hey, he might not play another four because he's crippled all the time. Oh, all the memes that are going around. Hey, what's a better name, a better match? Carson Wentz in the injury tent. I've seen you. I've seen you. You got to understand, though, I'm going to defend 11 like he's my kid. Because I understand that without 
Carson Wentz. This roster's going nowhere, man. Let's be honest. And I'm not saying everybody else on this team is a scrub. Not the case at all. But if Carson Wentz is not the quarterback of this team, I mean, what you're looking at, I don't know, man. Eight and eight, awesome. But look back at December and what Carson did, how he put this team on his back, throwing the, you know, patio furniture and winning four straight games to bring this team to the playoffs. Again, look at the the if you want to say McNabb, look at the the amount of throws. Juxtapose it to the less picks. The completion percentage is markedly higher. Wentz takes care of the football. There is no carelessness. If anything, again, sometimes he could throw the ball away more. I'll give you that. The dude's not flawless. But in terms of quarterbacks this team has had, and there's been some good ones, man. I grew, you know, Randall Cunningham was a quarterback of this team as early, was my earliest memories of the Birds. McNabb was great. Okay? Again, don't give me Mike Vick. Not hearing it. Someday I'll go on a rant on that. But for every, for every, you know, Ron Jaworski, for every Randall Cunningham, for every Donovan McNabb, for every Carson Wentz, there's also an A.J. Feely and a Mike McMahon and a, a, a Coy Detmer and a Ty Detmer. We had both of the Detmer brothers on the roster at the same time. Bubby Brister, Rodney Pete. All right. You got to look at it, man. I think it's it's easy now because Nick Foles has spoiled everybody in this fan base. And again, I love Foles. I'm a Foles guy. I have been a Foles guy since he got drafted. I was the guy on message boards telling the people that play Madden all night, hey, Vic's not the guy. If we want to win, let's go with number nine. I am not knocking Nick Foles. He's a god forever among this fan base. But I think there's been a bit of a delusion because of what he did when he finished the job that Wentz started in 2017 and won Super Bowl 52, and I'm not trying to take a damn bit of credit away from him, but the point is you have to appreciate, you have to, how damn good Carson Wentz is. There has never been a quarterback this good. This franchise has existed for a long-ass time, since 1933. Okay, there has never been a quarterback in the history of this franchise this damn good as a pure quarterback. I don't think it's even debatable. Again, I'm not putting resume up against McNabb and saying pick one. Because clearly McNabb has the edge now because of tenure. But if I'm putting on tape of both guys, if I'm showing you Donovan McNabb film, followed by Carson Wentz film, if you watch them both on tape, if you give them to an unbiased person, they should take Carson Wentz every time, and so should you. So should you. So when you, when you take the Twitter and you take the Instagram and we take the Facebook and you complain incessantly about, oh, Carson can't stay healthy, he's done, we need Foles back. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. We didn't need the 53rd pick in this year's draft either. You should have given him Denzel Mims. Give him another weapon to throw to. Put pieces around this guy. And again, that's what the draft, a lot of speed, Howie Roseman added. I'm still waiting on a replacement 
this year for Brandon Brooks with his torn ACL, Larry Warford. I don't know what the hell the phone call, why the phone call hadn't been made there yet. No idea. I guess we're trusting Matt Pryor, who only has a handful of career starts, is a late-round pick. And that's fine. Trust your system okay, but don't let it get 11 hurt. Because, again, like we said last week, all these Jamal Adams hypothetical trade scenarios, protecting the franchise is not a department where you can afford to go cheap, point blank. If Carson Wentz is healthy, this team is a Super Bowl contender, bona fide, no question about it. I don't care what your allegiance is. If 11's good, this team's good. It runs through him. You know, you want to talk about Eagles and Cowboys. Dak Prescott, if you want to know who's better, it's as simple as this. Allegiance aside, Dak Prescott proved, even with the talent he has around him, and again, I hate the Cowboys as much as fucking anything in this life outside of the Pittsburgh Penguins, but it is indisputable. I'm in the business of facts. It is indisputable the Dallas Cowboys, in terms of surrounding talent, have better talent around Dak Prescott than the Eagles do around Carson Wentz. That is not up for debate. Dak Prescott shit all over himself, could not take the talent he had when they were in the driver's seat to the playoffs. Carson Wentz galvanized the locker room that had nothing but crippled dudes and Acme stock boys in it and took them to the playoffs and cut Dak's nuts off. That's why Carson is better. I don't want to hear about Dak. Nor do I want to hear about McNabb. I'm not here to look back at a guy that threw up on the field at halftime at, uh, at the Super Bowl. Love the guy. Appreciate what you did. Your banner's hanging in the link forever. Nobody can take that away from you. All right? Unless you become one of these creeps where a bunch of shit surfaces on you because that's the thing now. So, McNabb, I hope you didn't fondle anybody or do anything inappropriate for fuck's sake. But as long as you didn't do that, we're good. Your legacy's established. But spare me the who's better. Spare me the who's better. If you want to put the the qualifier on it of, okay, McNabb has a better resume, yes, I will give you that. But if the question is who's better, it's Carson Wentz, and it's not even close. What do you think? This is I knew this would be an episode. I don't know if anybody hears this because McNabb has his defenders among the fan base, and he comes out and he chirps all the time. And, again, I love the guy. But this is an episode, man, that I knew if, if – it's going to piss some Eagles fans off, man. But I think it's an episode. I think it's it's an opinion that if you're on the side of the fence where it'll piss you off, I think it's 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 an opinion you need to hear. I don't think this is a debate. I really don't. That said, I'm willing to debate it with you. Hit me up on Instagram at Greasepole Podcast. Comment section, eviscerate me. I don't give a shit. I'm open for debate. That's what this is about. Just please bring facts. And remember through way more throws, Carson Wentz turned the ball over three less times. Just remember that. All right? That said, come at me. Pitchforks and all. I can be Warden McCluskey and Natural Born Killers. You can come from my head on a stick. I'm good with it. Again, this to me is a fact. Wentz is better than Donovan McNabb. What say you? Hit me up on Instagram at Greasepole Podcast. Always available. Subscribe, rate, and review the Grease Pole Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes are available every Monday. Speaking of which, I will see you back here next Monday for episode 12. Looking forward to it. As always, go birds. Yo, how'd Barkley put it? 
looking like another grease pole night in Philly. 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 Philly.